Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to Ratchet and Respectable with Demetria L. Lucas. Hello, hello, hello. It's been quite some time since last we've spoken. Shortly after I finished editing our last podcast, I booked a ticket to Istanbul. I bought the ticket on a Friday. I was out on a Wednesday and I was gone for about 10 days. I had an amazing trip, a solo trip. Istanbul had been on my bucket list for a couple years now. I was scrolling through Pinterest planning an entirely different vacation and I saw pictures of Istanbul and I was like, oh my God, it's the most beautiful place I've ever seen. I have to go see it. Istanbul is just a beautiful city, like physically beautiful, but it has so much history, so many gorgeous buildings, so much amazing food, so much great art, so much great architecture. So I'd planned out a whole itinerary years ago and I just sat on it. Every time I mentioned to someone I wanted to go to Istanbul, it was like, yeah, we should go there. But you know where else we should go? And we ended up going there. Or there was this friend. She really wanted to go to Istanbul with me. Whenever I was free to go, she was going somewhere else or she had work. We talked about going in January. But then school starts up again for me, the second half of my screenwriting classes. I can't go anywhere for any length of time from January until April. So I was online looking around at something else. And I was like, you know what? Let me just check these prices for December. I had the free time. The price was right. I booked that flight on a Friday and I was headed to LAX for an Istanbul bound flight on Wednesday. It was such an amazing adventure. It was kind of like living in a fairy tale. It's a very old city, but also very cosmopolitan. Reminded me of New York. The European side reminded me of Manhattan and the Asian side reminded me a lot of Brooklyn, actually. No black people, but also no white people. I'm not really sure where Turkish people would fall on the American white-black system, but those people got a little melanin and that hair has texture. It was a beautiful experience. Took a bunch of ferries and sailed up the river, toured a bunch of palaces and their harems, the mosaics, the tiles. It was just a very beautiful place. They're a very outdoor city, even in what's considered their winter. They will pull up a heat lamp and sit outside to look at the river anywhere. I love few things more than a quaint cafe. And it's a city overrun with them. Istanbul is a Muslim country, so they have coffee shops the way we have bars. I got to visit a hammam. This woman, she had to be like in her late 50s, early 60s, a broad-backed stout woman. And I say that as a compliment. She tried to scrub the black off me. It was It was a heavenly experience. Like she twisted me and turned me in ways that I didn't know I could be twist and turned. I've never felt so clean in my life. I loved it so much. I did it twice. It was also cheap. Really just had an amazing time exploring Istanbul and Cappadocia. It's a town in the center of Turkey. It's best known for its sunrise hot air balloon parade. I did not get in a hot air balloon. The weather in Istanbul was pretty good. It was high 50s, low 60s. But over there, the high was 29 degrees. And I was like, nothing about waking up at 3 a.m., 29 degrees to get in a hot air balloon and go up into the sky. And those balloons go really, really high. So I was like up really high in the sky in the freezing cold at a bleary eyed hour in a basket. Nothing about that appealed to me. But going on the heated roof of the cave hotel I was staying in, that was a whole separate experience. 
That was right up my alley. So I got up in the morning to watch the hot air balloon parade. And when I saw the first balloons come over the mountains, I gasped just like I did when I met Princess Tiana at Disney. I turned into a six-year-old. It was the only time that I wished I'd had someone with me just so I could turn to my neighbor and say, oh my God, did you see that? Sometimes you just want to share a really amazing moment. It was no less amazing to have it to myself. I took plenty of pictures and plenty of video to share with others. I did really wish there was someone else there with me just to gawk in the moment. I've had a really great life. That moment was pretty high up on my travel experiences. I could go on and on about my Istanbul stories. I detailed them a lot on my Instagram page. I write these e-letters home, dear mom, updating my mother on my day. She checks my Instagram once a day. That's her confirmation that I'm alive and well. Hilarious. But I shared with her and by proxy all of my readers. If you're interested in knowing more about my Istanbul trip, you can always check my Instagram page or you can read my, um, I want to say I wrote 2,500 words about my experience at the Hammam. But that's on my blog, DemetriaLLucas.com. So much happened while I was gone because I was sitting in Istanbul like, what the hell is going on in America? Maybe I should stay here a little longer. So can we jump into the crazy? I've got a list of topics and I feel like they're all ratchet. Your president has been impeached. I don't know if that really means anything to anyone. President Clinton was also impeached. He wasn't removed from office. I just want Trump out of office. Like if this is the first step in getting Trump out of office, then awesome. But I guess I'm a little cynical at this point because so many times we've heard that, oh, this is going to be the thing that really gets him. Like the Mueller report. And then it came out and nothing happened. Nothing ever happens. So maybe I'm just a little jaded at this point. Like the House has impeached him. Okay. It's like bringing charges to someone. It's not a conviction. It really just means charges have been brought. Trump still has to go before the Senate, which is Republican controlled. And two thirds of the Senate would have to vote to remove him from office. And I just really don't see that happening. I saw some people saying that, oh, because he's been impeached, who's going to vote for him in 2020? This pretty much means he can't get a second term. I don't think the people who vote for Trump, who are still fans of Trump after all this time, really care about an impeachment. I really don't think that they're like, oh, well, I was insane mind and body and I was going to vote for him. But now that he's been impeached, I've totally changed my mind. These people are not rational. They're not voting for Trump because they think he's an upstanding citizen. They're voting for Trump because something that he does viscerally speaks to who they are or who they strive to be or or an identity that they hold. Most likely white superiority. Whiteness, capital W. That's why they're with Trump. Impeached or not impeached. They don't care. He's still white. It still speaks to preserving capital W whiteness. A lot of people are like, yeah, he's impeached, which is cool. It's a first step. I don't want to steal anyone's joy. Joy is very hard to come by these days. So if you're excited about the impeachment, then yes, stay excited. And I hope that this leads to him being removed from office. I'm just not. I'll celebrate 
when he gets kicked out or resigns, which I also don't see happening. In the meantime, y'all celebrate the impeachment and I'll just keep talking about ratchet shit. Next topic. Steph Curry's penis is allegedly on the internet. His reps have flatly denied. They have said that is not Steph Curry's penis. And I haven't seen it. I refused. I, I saw talk of, of Steph Curry's penis on the internet and I said, absolutely not. I informed my followers that if I see you posting Steph Curry's penis, I will report it. I don't want to see no parts of Steph Curry's penis. That is a wholesome, upstanding husband and father of three. I don't want to see his penis on the internet. He's a wholesome man. He's a family man. Good, clean Christian image. Let's keep that. He and Aisha, her more so than him, get a lot of flack for being upstanding and wholesome and good and Christian-y and, you know, vanilla. There's a place for that in the world. I like edge. I like a little grime and dirt. You know, I like things a little frayed around the edges. That's just me. But I also like nice, wholesome, drama-free, scandal-free living people. I appreciate Steph and Aisha for just having a nice family I like to see Aisha do her, you know, entrepreneurial, but very feminine, very traditional role type of things. I like that. I like seeing the whole family together. I like seeing the kids climb all over Steph. That's all the Steph image I want to see. I don't want to see Steph Curry's penis. Mm -mm. I don't want to see no parts of it. Now, allegedly, the photos that are circulating, which again, I have not seen. Allegedly, these photos, at least one of them, is a screenshot from somebody's snap from a couple years ago. Somebody did a snap in the locker room while Steph was changing, and apparently there was a flash of his penis. All the more reason. I'm like, why would you be snapping when people are changing clothes? Like, it's just stupid. But that's humans for you. The other two pictures are apparently of light-skinned penis, which may or may not be... Steph Curry's. They're not, there's no other identifying details. So they could be anybody's penis. Again, spokesperson for Steph Curry has denied that it is Steph Curry's penis. I hope to God it's not Steph Curry's penis. I mean, the locker room one, it is what it is. It happens, even though the person who did the snap was an idiot. But if these other two photos, if it was to be Steph Curry's penis, I would just hope that these photos were taken either from his phone or from Aisha's phone and not from some random woman or man's phone. I like my curries, very vanilla, very drama free. If I want spicy curry, I will go to an Indian spot. I will go to a Thai spot and order accordingly. I don't want no drama for my human curries. None. So I hope that this whole situation brushes over very quickly. I don't like this talk. About these wholesome Christian people. These family people. Speaking of penises. Did you see the ASAP Rocky sex tape? It was an uneventful two minutes. It's ASAP and a white woman with a very large behind. ASAP had no rhythm whatsoever. I'm like, sir, the two and the four. The two and the four. The two and the four. Nice package. Nothing to write home about one way or another. Sir did need a trim. I was like, are we really out here 
as grown people in, in the year of our Lord, 2019, not grooming our nether parts. It was enough to part in cornrow. Like it was a significant amount. And I was like, really? This is how you out here? I just, I was confused. I don't know. There's certain activities I will have no parts of if, if you are not a properly groomed person. I'm just saying. It's disrespectful to invite someone to your yard and your hedges have not been trimmed. You don't, you don't do that to people. He did have on a condom. I'm practicing finding something nice to say. He was having safe sex and I commend him for that. I'm sorry, I have to go back. Everybody doesn't knock it out the park every time. Even porn stars, like every time is not going to be your A game. And that's understandable. People have off days. People are tired. I get it. But I'm just like, if you're going to go through the effort of recording, instead of focusing on the joy of the moment, if you're going to pick up your camera and record the act, shouldn't you be like, you know, giving it the best that you got? Like you want to record your mediocre work? Really? Like, even if he recorded it, because, like, you know, maybe that makes him feel spicy in the moment. I'm like, this is what you like to rewatch in your downtime? Your, your, your C work? I feel like that's something that could have been deleted. He didn't have to go out like that. I think people probably gave him the benefit of the doubt as being like, oh, yeah, he's probably got a good game. And now we've seen it. Like, yeah, you you can keep them white girls you like to run around with. I don't know. I feel like white girls like good sex too, though. Hmm. Moving along. Oh, no, we're still talking about penis. I'm sorry. I thought we had moved on to other topics. Nope, sorry. Oh, not sorry, actually. Have y'all been watching Watchmen? The season finale happened like a week ago on HBO. But when the season or only season... They don't think they're getting a season two. But when the series premiered about two months ago, everyone was like, oh, my God, D, you've got to watch Watchmen. Like, it's really good. Like, it, it talks about, like, the Tulsa, Oklahoma riots. Like, you would really like it. So I gave it a whirl. I have Apple TV. And the first episode of a bunch of hit series is available for free. So I watched Watchmen. I thought the opener that showed the Tulsa riots was absolutely amazing, if not harrowing to watch. And then I watched the whole first episode and I was like, huh? I love Regina King. I've been loving her since she was Brenda on 227. So I really wanted to support. I really wanted to get into the show. I really like to support black folk doing good work. I want to make sure they get a check. But I just, I couldn't get into it. It wasn't a bad show. It just wasn't a show that moved me. So while I was in Istanbul, there was an episode of Watchmen that aired where Regina King's love interest on the show, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. I'm going to butcher it. Yahya Abdul-Metin? Metin? The second? He fine as fuck. And he was on Watchmen wearing his birthday suit. And the camera followed him as he walked away. And then the camera followed him as he walked forward. Um, many years ago, Kanye West had a dick pic that was circulating. And it showed most, but not all, of the package. When a journalist asked Kanye West about his dick pic, Kanye's response was, Ugh, they cut the nose off the sphinx. Yaya, 
even with the nose, cut off the sphinx. The sphinx was mighty. It was just, yeah, yeah. You should give Watchmen a watch. Yaya appears in every episode, only one in which he is in his human birthday suit, but he is a sight to behold, a sight for sore eyes, a sight to see. He's very lovely, very lovely. Because of that episode and everyone and their mother telling me about it, and a screenshot that a friend sent to me. I was like, man, do you have the video? You just have the picture? I want to see the video. And she was like, no, I can't find the video anywhere. So I went and searched. I couldn't find the video anywhere. And she was like, why don't you just get HBO? And I was like, fine. So I got a seven-day free trial of HBO. And I watched all of Watchmen just to get to that scene. It was well worth the wait. And the watch. I'm not into graphic novels very much. The show is based off a graphic novel. There was also a film before the series. It was a lot for me to get into. I wasn't able to follow at all times, but it's visually stunning and not just Yaya, but overall, it's a unique take on black superheroes. That's a very basic way to describe what's happening. But it's actually pretty good. It's one of those shows I probably need to watch twice to really understand all that's happened. And I just don't have the time right now. But it was good. I think I'm just biased because that man is so fine. I would watch again just for him. Give it a look-see. If you've got some downtime over the holidays, absolutely. Give it a look-see. Give him a look-see. He and Regina are really cute together. I started following him on Instagram and there's this picture of him and Regina laughing together. They're offset. It's just a casual moment. They are so into each other. Their chemistry just pops off the page. And I was like, are both of you single? Should maybe consider becoming unsingle together. They're super cute. There's a bit of an age difference, but everyone is very grown and able to consent. So very cute. Okay, I'm scrolling through the list. Unfortunately, we're done with our penis talk for the week. What else is going on in our big wide world? Oh, wait, pause. I'm Okay, whoa. It seems that we have some breaking news. There is a video of, of DaBaby all over Twitter. It's of his, his nether regions. Um, wow. Very rarely in life am I left speechless, but that's, um, yeah. Why is he calling himself the baby? Because he is a grown ass man. That's like porn dick. Like, wow. I thought he had good energy, but he seemed like a little fella. I just, he's not a little fella. Mm-mm. Not, not at all. What is with all this penis for the holidays? This woman on my timeline was like, it's beginning to look a lot like Dickmas. Another lady has commented. She says, what is going on? It's penis palooza. And now I've died and gone to the afterlife that Prince sang about. Like, I just, what songs does he sing again? I don't usually look and think like, ooh, that's pretty. It's pretty. It's a lucky lady in his life or ladies. That's the kind of dude who'd be like, I don't eat off paper plates. He'd be like, okay, <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me go get you some ceramic, baby. I'm sorry. I, I just, I was busy today. I, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I need you to submit. Yes, yes, baby. What do you, what do you need? You want to lead? Yes, leader. 
some men just just want you to be things that they just don't have the range to demand. Like there are certain people can make certain demands. Other certain people cannot. That man has a a tool to fix a lot of problems in relationships. You ain't come home, but I'm home now. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. Woo. Back to our... <laughs> I told you in advance this episode was going to be all ratchet. Like, I have nothing respectable to add today. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. It's the holidays. You need a little ratchet in your life. It's good for you. Let's have a quick word from one of our sponsors. Finding time to look for recipes, get to the grocery store, and meal prep can be so overwhelming. That's why I turn to Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest is the quickest and most convenient way to eat a delicious and nutritious meal or snack whenever you're at your desk, on the go, or studying hard. Each Daily Harvest cup takes one step to prepare with room for customization. Add your favorite milk to a smoothie, you know I like almond, or heat a harvest bowl and top it with an avocado or a fried egg. You can fill your Daily Harvest box with more than 65 different options, ready-to-blend smoothies, hearty soups, and savory harvest bowls. Everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're ready to eat it. All of Daily Harvest's ingredients are sourced and selected for maximum nourishment and peak season flavor. If you're ready to give Daily Harvest a try, and you should be, go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code RESPECTABLE to get $25 off your first Daily Harvest box. That's promo code RESPECTABLE, R-E-S-P-E-C-T-A-B-L-E, for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. Dailyharvest.com. What else is going on in our big wide world? Oh, so much. Steve Harvey's show is coming back. I was disappointed when it was canceled. I never watched it actually on TV because I only have a bunch of apps. I don't have regular TV. But anytime I would see the clips on Facebook, I would always give a watch. And it seemed like me and millions of other people were also giving a watch too. It seemed like a really popular show. And then it was canceled to be replaced by Kelly Clarkson. I have nothing against Kelly Clarkson. I'm sure she's a perfectly lovely girl. I just, her show is on sometimes when I'm at the gym and I listen to gospel while I work out. So I haven't been hearing her show. I hate the way they dress her. I mean, she's a fluffier girl, which is fine, but they make good clothes for a fluffy girl. I've seen it many a time. They're putting her in like marm wear. I'm just like, she's a beautiful girl. She's a young woman. Like, why are you covering her all up? Like, we know she's not a size two. That's fine. Like, it's okay to see like a fleshy arm. Like, it's not going to kill anyone. It's actually good for people to see a woman of average American size on television. Like, that's, that's fine. You don't have to hide her. Let us see her. Don't cover her up so much. I didn't understand how she was plucked to replace Steve. I guess there were a lot of politics going on. But I'm glad to see that he's back. His show was very popular. It's coming back on Facebook. I think that's a good platform for him. I'm glad to see him back. I also hope the purse strings will open up again. Marjorie hasn't been doing her usual stunting. You know how I feel about Marjorie Harvey. I love that chick. She's been very humble lately. And I was like, man, I mean, that's, if that's a new way you'd like to go, okay. But sis, I love your stunt. Please don't stop. I enjoy it. 
maybe the purse strings will open up again. We get some more fabulous vacations and some more head to toe Chanel twirls. I love to see it. I just love to see black folks living well. It's it's pretty to me. It's real pretty. With the honest money from honest work. Who's mad at that? I guess we need to talk about Lizzo's ass. She wanted us to talk about it. I mean, you show up at a basketball game and sit courtside with a dress with your ass out wearing a thong and then twerk. You want us to talk about your ass. So Lizzo goes to a game at the Staples Center and the Staples Center plays her song and she gets up out her chair and she turns around and twerks. And the people around her are smiling and laughing. Her ass may or may not have ended up on the Jumbotron. It was quickly cut off. It seemed the people at the Staples Center were okay with it in the moment. As the video hit online and began to go viral, people were really upset. Some people believed that the outrage was because Lizzo is a plush madame, plus size woman, and People were expressing fat phobia because they were upset about Lizzo twerking. This is me acknowledging a lot of people have issues with fat women, not so much fat men, particularly women, particularly black women. We will not deny that fat phobia exists and that it is weaponized, especially against black women. That said, I don't think the outrage over Lizzo was about her size. I think the outrage over Lizzo was, what the fuck are you doing twerking, sitting courtside at a freaking basketball game? It's, it's not appropriate. And people are like, well, who makes it appropriate? Who makes what appropriate? And I'm like, is this really the line of argument that we're going to have? We're really going to argue that sitting courtside at a basketball game is the appropriate place to wear a thong and twerk? Twerk, so be it. In a thong, though? Even if you're not twerking, really showing up to a basketball game in a thong, this is appropriate. Culturally, we're not there yet. And I don't know that we need to get there. You want to walk around Miami Beach in a thong? We have decided as a culture, this is acceptable. You want to go to any beach in a thong? Culturally, we've decided this is tolerable. You want to perform in a thong? We've decided this is okay as a culture. We've said, fine, have at it. If Lizzo was performing at the game, that's one thing. You're a spectator. You're sitting on the sidelines. Have some goddamn cool. Jesus. And people would be saying the same thing if it was Rihanna or Beyonce or anyone else who's considered beautiful and cheeky. We'd still be like, what the fuck? What are you doing? You're doing the most. Lizzo's move is something that when you're a newbie trying to get put on, you do crazy stuff to get people to notice you and your work. That's what that move was. I'm like, someone tell sis, you're on. You ain't got to do all that. Lizzo pulled that stunt. And at the time she pulled it, she'd already shot the cover of Time magazine. She's entertainer of the year. That huge honor, that great accolade gets completely overshadowed by people discussing her twerking. And I'm like, sis, you knew this Time cover was coming out. You shot that cover before you were twerking. You knew that was coming down the pipeline. Instead of just sitting still and letting that drop and letting people be like, wow, Lizzo, that's amazing. What a great accolade. Look at you being acknowledged in a positive way for all the hard work that you've been put in. People who don't know who she is be like, oh, you know, who is this Lizzo? Let me go check out her album. Let me go check out her work. Now you got moms being like, oh, my God, my daughter can't listen to this uncouth woman. Now you're infamous instead of famous. So not necessary, sis. 
I was talking about Lizzo on my Facebook page and I was like, look, she did this dumb ish. She's young. She'll learn. We're not canceling Lizzo over it. We're just being like, sis, you were doing the most. Calm yourself down. Somebody on my page was like, you going to stop with this whole Lizzo is so young. Lizzo is 31. She's not a 20 something. She's old enough to know better, which 31 barely, to be quite honest with you. Once you hit 30, it's that age where people stop excusing what you do to be like, oh, you know, they're in their 20s. People expect you to figure some life out by the time you're 30. Exercise good judgment and common sense, which let me just say this. Having hit 40 and having revelations about life all the time, most of which is I don't know shit and neither does anyone else. We're all just out here winging it, trying to do the best that we can. Some of us willing to inflict more damage than others. There is no age limit at which people stop doing dumb shit. There are people who are like 30 and 40 and 50 and 60, 70 and 80 still on shenanigans, fuckery and foolishness. Some people just don't have good judgment and common sense and no age will change that. It's like a personality trait. It's not because you're 30. It's because that's who you are. But I hope young Lizzo, 31 is young. I hope young Lizzo pulls it together and recognizes where she is in her career She's not a newbie anymore. Like, sis, cover of time. You're selling out stadiums. You're getting multiple nods for big awards. You got this. You're on, sis. I want you to act like you're on. I want you to keep rising as opposed to being derailed and looking crazy for doing stunts. What should we talk about next? Can we talk about this Oprah Russell Simmons kerfluffle? I don't know if that's the right word for it. But I don't think it I don't think it rises to the level of scandal. But a media outlet reported that Oprah or the own network was working on a documentary that will feature women who have accused Russell Simmons of rape, harassment or sexual misconduct. Russell Simmons responds to Oprah saying that he admires her. He appreciates her. He loves her. And to please not do this, that he has tried to become a better man. He has apologized and repented for his ways. In addition, he's taken several lie detector tests because he needed to prove to his daughters that he was not the worst of the accusations that were made about him. Own Network, to my knowledge, has not responded 50 Cent and the game jump into the fray and they go ham on Oprah. They accuse her of only profiling black men who have been accused of of harassment or rape or assault. That she's not talking about her friends like Harvey Weinstein. Oprah was in several Weinstein movies. There's a couple photos of them circulating where they're all hugged up. They seem to be, you know, good friends or at least very rich people who made a lot of money together. People have been going at Oprah saying that she only covers black men and that she doesn't like black men and that she's using sexual assault, harassment, rape, Me Too for clout. And I was like, is there a new Oprah that people are talking about that are dragging? Like Oprah doesn't like black men. We talking about the same Oprah that's given like millions to Morehouse, that's that's put put hundreds of black men through Morehouse. That Oprah, Oprah, who Morehouse loves so much that they put up a mural of thin Oprah earlier this year on campus. That Oprah, we can't be talking about Oprah who's talked about sexual assault nonstop for like the better part of 30 years, who shares her own stories about being sexually assaulted and raped when she was a young girl. You think that Oprah 
is now using sexual assault and rape and Me Too for clout. Also, riddle me this. Who was the other black man that Oprah went after? Because I keep hearing people say like, oh, Michael Jackson, like she went after Michael Jackson. If we do recall correctly, Oprah didn't do the Michael Jackson documentary. If I recall correctly, it ran on HBO. That wasn't an own production and Oprah wasn't affiliated with it. She did an after show where she interviewed the men who were featured in the documentary, which I think is fair game for a journalist. She's been one for the better part of 40, 45 years. No, I also see a lot of people saying that Oprah's never said anything about Weinstein. She ignores him. Does she? Because I saw that argument and I did a quick Google search. And literally on the first page is a story about Oprah in conversation with Gwyneth Paltrow, where she calls Weinstein a bully and talks about how difficult it was working with him. There's another article, it quotes Oprah from her Facebook page talking about Weinstein, and I don't remember the exact wording she used, but it was either heinous or deplorable. Same difference, really, but that's how she described Weinstein. So the idea that Oprah doesn't address her white men friends, which to my knowledge, I didn't know Weinstein and Oprah were friends. People talk about this closeness between Weinstein and Oprah like he was going glamping with her and Gail. A couple of pictures on a red carpet, a couple of pictures at a dinner or at a celebration or a reception for a big event doesn't mean you're besties. I'm also trying to figure out exactly what has Russell Simmons done that's so GD important that people are willing to throw Oprah, big dreams bust Oprah, all zinned out and, and new age healing Oprah. Y'all are going to throw her under the bus for Russell Simmons? What has Russell Simmons done that he so much deserves the benefit of the doubt when more than a dozen women are accusing him of rape, assault, sexual harassment? He's not just accused of saying lewd or inappropriate things to people. He's accused of rape by multiple women. So you don't believe the multiple women who don't know each other who are accusing him of the same acts over a decade or more of time. And you're so adamant that he must be innocent that you're going to throw Oprah under the bus. Is this because he was at Def Jam? He signed good artists. He oversaw the distribution of good music. That's enough to give you the benefit of the doubt with multiple rape accusations. The rush card art for life. I don't understand what Russell Simmons has done that people are so like Russell, Russell, Russell. Like, and this is coming from someone who Russell Simmons actually did something for. The very first time my name appeared on the masthead was at One World Magazine, which was owned by Russell Simmons. That was back in spring 2001. My first big interview was with Wendy Williams. It was a, it was a good look for me. It set the stage for me to get a lot more work. I am someone who's personally benefited from Russell Simmons' business acumen, who had checks cut and bills paid because of Russell Simmons, which I'm grateful for. But at the same time, thank you for giving me the opportunity. That doesn't excuse rape, assault, harassment, mistreatment of women. And I need to say something specifically to the men, and I know that the majority of my listeners are women, but I just think it's important to say, nonetheless, maybe you're in the car with a man or there is a man in your home who is overhearing this conversation. Guys, y'all got to stop defending men who are accused of horrible crimes against women 
especially when it's multiple women, especially when it's multiple women accusing them of such. When you side with predators, it makes me think that you are one too. Let me also say this, men, because so often I hear you talk about wanting to be seen as leaders. So often I hear you talk about wanting women to submit to you. Please understand that as long as you don't put the interests of women on the forefront, especially when women are trying to hold alleged predators accountable, it makes no sense for a woman to follow you. It makes no sense for a woman to submit to you because you consistently show that you don't care about the interests of women. You can't ask to lead someone and you can't ask someone to submit to you when you repeatedly show that you don't give a fuck about them. And when you defend predators, that is the message that you're sending. If your intention is not to show how little you care about women, I would suggest to you that you stop defending the men who harm them. Let's get in a quick word from one of our sponsors. Whoever said it's about the journey has never traveled during the holidays. It's the most stressful, craziest time to hit the road. But Away Luggage products are designed to work and fit together, making travel smoother for the holidays and beyond. I have a flight out of LAX at 2 a.m. this morning. I booked this middle-of-the-night flight because I am dreading holiday travel. I know everybody's got to get home to their friends and families and loved ones, but the crush of people drives me nuts. Having a carry-on that I can easily maneuver through the madness makes a bad situation a little bit better. Away Luggage offers a range of suitcases made from different materials, a variety of colors, and two carry-on sizes. So for whoever you are and whatever you need to pack, gifts, comfy clothes, holiday treats, Away has luggage that works for how you travel. All of Away's suitcases are thoughtfully designed to last a lifetime with durable exteriors that can withstand even the roughest of baggage handlers. Every suitcase comes with an interior organization system that includes a built-in compression pad to help you pack more in and a hidden laundry bag that separates your dirty clothes. Four 360-degree spinner wheels guarantee the smoothest roll even through the most hectic of airports and stations, like LAX. Traveling during the holidays is crazy, but getting away can make every trip a lot more seamless. Visit awaytravel.com slash respectable to learn more. That's awaytravel.com slash respectable. Let's talk about the non-kidnapped kidnapped girl. So, a young lady in New York is walking down the street with her mother. Car pulls up, two men jump out, grab the girl, push the mother to the ground, throw the girl in the car and speed off. The mother is left screaming on the sidewalk because her daughter has just been abducted before her very eyes. There is a video of the incident. It begins to circulate on the news online. An Amber Alert is issued for a 16-year-old black girl, which is very rare. Black girls don't often get Amber Alerts. It's a big deal. The next day, the kidnapped girl reappears. She's dropped off where she was taken. She walks over to a police car. She identifies herself and she is reunited with her mother. The media is quickly informed. News that she had been found hit at like one o'clock. By 1.30, it was 
abducted girl confesses kidnapping was a hoax. It seems that young man believed her mother to be too strict, so she wanted to get away from her. It seems young man had a 23-year-old boyfriend who was once accused of murder, who was also in a gang. She wanted to be with him. So she staged a whole kidnapping to get away. Now, I will tell you, when I first heard this story about this girl is walking down the street with her mom, she gets stolen by two men who pull up in a car. I was like, she's with her mom? Not to say that there's never been a kidnapping when someone's walking with a parent, but like of all the people you want to kidnap, why her? Was this a targeted kidnapping? Because that's the first thing I thought. Because if you just want to take a girl because you want to go sell her on the black market, you want to force her into prostitution, human trafficking, whatever, wouldn't you just find somebody who was walking by themselves? Wouldn't that just be easier than trying to like steal someone who's walking with someone else? And then the story came out that the mom had wanted to move the family back to Honduras. And I was like, all right, 16 year old girl probably doesn't want to move back to Honduras. She probably all her friends are here. Like she probably doesn't want to move to another country. She's in high school, sophomore, junior, maybe. I totally get why she wouldn't want to move back to Honduras. So in the midst of this Honduras move, she just happens to get kidnapped. That's weird. But that's not something you want to say out loud because God forbid you say out loud, I don't believe she really got kidnapped. And then young ma'am is never found or turns up dead a couple days later. Then you're the biggest asshole on earth. I'm learning in my 40th year that every thought that I have does not need to come out of my mouth. It's okay to just think things. So the story sounded a little fishy. It came out that it's a hoax. I can't figure out though, why would she go through something so elaborate? I totally get my parents are too strict. I hate them. I want to get away from them. I don't want to do this anymore. Why don't you just run away? Like why the elaborate staged kidnapping? Like what is that about? And then people were questioning, like, what is her home life? Like, is she abused? Like, why would she go to such measures? And I mean, I think it's worth looking into why a 16-year-old girl would plan something so elaborate. I also think she may not even have thought that was elaborate. 16-year-olds make terrible decisions. I mean, if we want to go back to some of the things I did at 16, I did want to run away at one point. And my plan was like, we had a big ass house, but I wanted to go move in with my best friend who had a bigger ass house. I want to say like they had six bedrooms, but I wanted to go live in one of the extra bedrooms because I needed my own space. I wasn't trying to share a room with anybody, but I was just going to go live there. That was my runaway plan. And my mother was like, well, you can go if that's where you want to go, but you can't take nothing I bought with you. And I was like, this is my stuff. And she was like, no, no, no. This is my stuff that I have given you. My father was just like, oh, that's between y'all, whatever. He was so unbothered by the whole thing. There was no possible way that this girl could have known that the situation would be videotaped. Although I think that's a little naive in 2019. Everything is videotaped when you step outside your house. But she's 16. She may not have thought about that. Surely she didn't think that the video was going to make the nightly news, much less the national news. And because they rarely put out Amber Alerts for black girls, she couldn't have thought there was going to be one put out for her. I wonder what the grand plan was, too. Like, okay, you're going to stage an abduction, 
Like, did you save up money to be able to afford life, like food or shelter or or your boyfriend, the grown ass man? Well, he, he was going to foot the bill and take care of you indefinitely. What was the plan? Was there a plan? While the 16 year old, I don't really have high expectations for the boyfriend, the grown ass man, 23 you you were old enough to think this through a little more properly to be like, this is stupid. This is not a sustainable plan. Like, this is not going to work. And then I'm also like, sir is not legal to date this young girl. She's 16. She's not able to consent in the state of New York. A 23-year-old man has absolutely no business engaging in any way with a 16-year-old girl. I haven't really followed the story much since the girl was found Did they charge the guys with anything? Because they're adults and they were old enough to know this plan was stupid. I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, she should be going to jail. She should pay restitution for the man hours. And I was like, you people sound crazy. You want to put a 16 year old in jail for staging a, a kidnapping? She should definitely have to do community service. There should definitely be some inquiry into what's going on in her home life. I do want that family to get some help because I do feel even if it was just like, oh, I'm running away. There's one thing to think about running away. There's another thing to actually go and do it. I want to double check to make sure that there's no abuse of any kind in her household. I do want to make sure the girl is safe. But putting her in jail, people sound crazy. She's not a grown woman. She's a 16-year-old girl who did some extraordinarily stupid shit. She does not deserve to be locked up over it. Let's get in one more quick word from a sponsor. Engagement season, a.k.a. the most popular time to pop the question, is in full swing. It started on Thanksgiving and it spans through Valentine's Day. Did you know that was a thing? I did. Occupational hazard. I live for a good wedding. And I always appreciate a registry. Sometimes I notice that people are like, oh, just a donation is fine. No, no. I want you to have a gift. I want something, I want something in your home that you remember me by. Zola makes your wedding registry and so much more, more easy and less stressful. Zola offers wedding websites, registry, invites, and a guest list manager all in one place. They offer free wedding website designs, plus beautiful, affordable invites and paper. Zola.com is also there to help you collect addresses and track online RSVPs with their free guest list manager. Zola has helped one million couples get married, and they can help you too. They have the highest rated registry of all time. If you are preparing to plan your wedding, Sign up at Zola.com slash respectable today to get your free personalized paper sample. Then use code SAVE50 to get 50% off your save the dates. That's Zola.com slash respectable and promo code SAVE50. Last but not least, we must discuss Kim Kardashian's new brown skin. Kim recently posted images from a magazine photo shoot. It's a magazine I've never heard of before. She was brown on the cover. One of my friends posted the cover on Facebook and I was scrolling and I saw it and I was like, it's a beautiful image. Who is this woman? 
I couldn't figure out. I was like, is it a young Diane Carroll? Is it Beyonce? Is it, I don't know who this is. And so like I scrolled and I saw Kim Kardashian West and I scrolled back up and I was like, what? Because what, what? I just knew that was an image of a black woman. Kim ain't black. People like to point out, they say, well, her mother is white, but her father is Armenian and she's Middle Eastern. No, she's she's from Armenia, which is where the Caucasus Mountains literally are located. She's Caucasian and she does tan. We done seen Kim Kardashian tanned a million and ten times. Not never once have we seen her tan and be like, oh, she looks like a black girl. No, this was this was she looked like a black, black girl. I have two black parents and the melanin she had in that photo was like my complexion. That's weird when you ain't black. But Madame Kardashian was on the cover of this magazine looking like a black woman. And I could not figure out if it was blackface or black fishing. Usually when I think of blackface, I think of mocking black people. I think of stereotypes and racism. And I don't think Kim going brown or the photographer, editors, whoever making her brown is mocking black people. I think it's I think it's more brown fishing. If you're not familiar with the term, earlier this year, a few Instagram beauty bloggers were called out because they were like pasty colored white girls, very white, light hair, light eyes, all of that, were painting themselves in black girl shades and gelling their edges, dyeing their hair dark, and passing themselves off as black or mixed because black women are considered beautiful. Exotic is a look. Exotic, foreign, that look is is celebrated and praised. And that's how they were presenting themselves. They were passing themselves off as either light-skinned black girls or mixed girls because black is cool. Black is interesting. Black is edgy. And so I think that that's probably more along the lines of what the magazine was going for, which does not make it okay. Like, absolutely, yes, black is beautiful. And if you would like to acknowledge that on your magazine cover, then yes, you should get a black girl to put on your magazine cover. There are plenty of them. Black is beautiful, but black also comes with burdens and black also comes with bullshit. And if you're not willing to take on the burdens and the bullshit, you can't take on the beauty either. Black is not a costume to put on when you want to be edgy or when you want to look cool. You know, I, I travel a lot and in every country I've been to, that's not Africa and that's very, very far from home. Black people, black culture are what is used when people want to seem edgy or people want to see seem cool. Istanbul doesn't really have a lot of black people. There are enough coming in and out where like it's not like weird to be there. They were they've seen enough black people where I wasn't looked at like an oddity. But when I was walking around, you see random ads for black people. And I was like, really? I see no black people on the street. Like, who are you advertising to? You go into the stores. Every store that I went in on like the high street for shopping was playing hip hop. Ja Rule, T-Pain, rule overseas. People be like, where does Ja Rule's money come from? Overseas. T-Pain will never go broke. They love that dude. Everywhere I go overseas, Bali, same thing. Like... I'm literally on the other side of the world and all I hear is hip hop 
or in Bali, this weird thing, white girl acoustic guitar versions of hip hop songs like Andre 3000 and Meek Mill redone on acoustic guitar sung by white chicks. I used to have a playlist of it. It's actually kind of soothing. I mean, it's bizarre the first time you hear it. It's like you're whitewashing hip hop to make it more palatable, which is exactly what I feel about like Kim Kardashian and her brown face. In general, I let Kim be. Okay, you like black dudes. Okay, you want to have black kids. Like, all right, whatever. She fluffed out her lips. She added a big ass. I more so have an issue, not necessarily with what she does, but her as a representation of where our culture is, is probably more so of my issue. Because black girls with big booties are considered ghetto. Whereas you put it on Kim, and now it's like this beautiful asset to be celebrated. Kim's got these big full lips and they're beautiful versus when that same culture sees those lips on a black girl, they're considered lewd or whorish or ugly. But on Kim, it's beautiful. It's the same way, like the brown skin, like that brown skin that Kim wears as a costume to look edgy, to look cool, to look different, to cause controversy on the cover of a magazine, that same skin comes with so many stereotypes when it's on an actual black woman. She's angry. She's loud. She's mean. She's violent. She steals. We attribute all these negative traits to blackness on black people, but then you put it on this white woman on a magazine cover, and it's jaw-dropping. It's beautiful. It's edgy. It's fresh. It's exciting. It's also just not right. For either Kim or for the magazine editor. I think I blame them both. I looked at Kim's other pictures. She's not as dark in some of the other pictures from the same shoot. But she is dark on the cover. And I feel like that's one of those things that she could have said to the magazine. This is not okay. Or if it was done, she didn't see it beforehand. She could have spoken out against it. It's not unheard of. Kerry Washington had a cover. They made her lighter than she is. And Kerry Washington spoke out about that. She could have spoke up. She had a voice that she could have used and she didn't. She could have also not posted the picture on her Instagram. She could have posted the other pictures. People may have asked, why did you leave this one out? Oh, because they did this to you. Maybe you didn't feel to speak up on it, but you also didn't want to promote it. That was an option too. I saw some people say like, oh my God, why do you keep talking about her? This is all she wants. She just wants to go viral. The best thing to do is just ignore her. And I like to say to people that this is one of those catch-22s of racism. It's like if you say something, then you're giving credence to what was said. But if you don't say something, then you're condoning it with your silence. Like, well, we did it and nobody said anything about it, so it must be fine to do. So we'll keep doing it. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Speaking of catch-22s. Our last topic, I said that before. This is literally the last one. I wanted to talk about Jewel Harris, wife of J.R. Smith. He is a a basketball player. In October, Jewel had posted a photo of them booed up together. Come early December, some blogs were speculating if the couple were still together because it seemed that J.R. was involved with another woman. They went to a party and someone 
a castmate, I believe, of the woman. She's an actress. I can't remember her name or the show she's on from Adam. She's just not that important. Posted a picture of the woman and JR and was like, oh, cutest couple. He is someone else's husband. I saw the, the talk on the blog. I don't like to cover gossipy sorts of things. If someone who's actually involved in the story addresses whatever's going on, I think that's fair game to talk about. But when it's just like idle gossip, I don't. But Jewel Harris got on Instagram and did an open prayer for her husband and for the woman that he's been running around with. She wants her husband back. She wants this woman to leave her husband alone. A lot of people clown the hell out of that woman, the wife, and were like, what is she doing? She's embarrassing herself. Clearly, this man has moved on. He doesn't want to be with her. Like, she looks crazy. And then other people, me, were like, well, yeah, what do you want her to do? If you were booed up with your husband in October and two months later, he's openly posting ish with his mistress online. Like, yeah, that, that's the type of ish that'll mess somebody up. And then I also say, I don't necessarily give this advice, but when women's husbands act crazy, culturally, what we tell them to do is not to leave. It's someone who left her husband. What most people said to me was, we need to work it out. We need to pray about it. We need to go to therapy. We need to just be patient. We need to just wait. We need to just, we need to just, we need to do. Basically, it was a lot of wait for him to work out his ish. Maybe if you change everything about yourself, maybe he'll be better. That was the gist of it. Pray for him. Be patient for him. Like, but don't yell and scream and don't make a big thing. Like, be easy. And maybe he'll, and I was like, what? Like, this is your advice? Seriously? She's doing exactly culturally what we tell women to do. Your husband has acted a fool. Pray for your husband. Your husband has acted a fool. Don't leave him. Be a dutiful wife. Try to work it out. That's what she's trying to do. People were like, why would she get on the internet and post that? Her husband and his mistress were on the internet posting away. Why shouldn't she? Her husband responded to her prayer. He posted something like, God told me to tell y'all that we've been separated for months. I was like, did your wife know? Because sometimes men be like, oh, we're separated, but you're still living in the same house and you've not informed your wife. No divorce papers have been filed. There is no legal separation. He's just posting away. His wife is praying on the internet. Now, some folks were like, yo, she just tried to shame him to make him come back. Maybe. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, her and her divorce attorney are really setting the groundwork here, huh? I feel bad for old girl. Because I feel like that's a very low place for you to be in. Where you're just like, I'm going to go pray on the internet for my husband to come home. It's an act of desperation. And I would love to see her be strong and feel all empowered. That comes eventually. But when your marriage is on the rocks, when you realize like, oh my God, like this is, this is doomed. This is done. You feel like you've given your all to something and it's just fallen apart publicly. It's a lot to deal with. I didn't go pray on the internet, but I was pulling over on the side of the road every other day, crying my eyes out or worse, just screaming nothing at the top of my lungs. I scared myself with that. I was like, oh, I've really lost my mind. And it doesn't feel like I've lost my mind, but I'm doing crazy shit. I bottled it all up. I got shingles at one point from stress. You only get shingles if you're like over 60, have a compromised immune system, or you're in extreme stress. It's my doctor told me when he diagnosed me. 
different people handle things different ways. And I'm like, if this woman is devastated and the worst thing she does is pray, even publicly, she's doing a lot better than most. So may God be with her. I don't wish that situation on anybody. I saw people saying that, oh, he cheated on her, you know, all the relationship and she should have known what she was getting into. He's a professional athlete. Like, hmm. Maybe he did do a whole bunch of horrible and terrible things before they got married. I guarantee you he told her he was going to change if she married him. I read something like he'd been on vacation with some other woman and he came back and he married her. And like, so she gets what she gets. And I was like, you understand that women who stay in situations with dudes who continuously fuck up. It's not like the dude does crazy shit and then it'll just be like, oh, well, fuck it. I don't care. Either take it or leave it. They beg. They cry. Please don't leave me. Please don't do this to me. Please. I'll change. I'll do better. I'll stop doing this. I'll start doing this. Look, the thing that you asked me to do, like I've done it. I asked my ex-husband to do something for two years and he just absolutely refused. Would not. I mean, basic the most basic of adulthood. He refused to do it. And the day after I started packing, he came home and was like, oh, see, I did this thing. It took him all of 10 minutes. So I'm sure this man filled her with all sorts of, I won't, I won't, I will, I will, I'll change, I'll do, I'll be. Because she loved him. Because she wanted their family. Because she didn't want an upheaval of the life that she had. Or maybe it was for the money. Maybe it was a combination of all of those things. But please believe he wasn't just like, well, this is what I do. So deal. And she decided to see the best in him. Isn't that what we tell women to do? People make mistakes. You have to forgive. Treat other people as you want to be treated. No one's perfect. Life has ups and downs. We tell women this 24-7. She did what we tell people to do. And that's where it becomes a catch-22. So if you listen to all the cultural messaging and you try to keep your family intact and you forgive and you try to see the best and you work with a man, you're called stupid if they don't do what they said they would. You're called stupid for believing in them, for having faith in them. Then if you leave, you're called disloyal and weak. That was like the common refrain. Like, oh my God, you left your husband. You didn't give him a shot. You weren't married long enough. But you're weak. You should have stayed. You should have fought. You didn't really love him. Did I not? There's a no win. You stay, you're stupid. You leave, disloyal. You're weak. So I tell women, if you want to stay, stay. If you want to go, go. Because you can't please everybody. They're going to judge you no matter what you do. So do what makes you happy. Do what makes it okay for you to look in the mirror every day. And if that's staying, God bless you. Make the most of it. And if that's going, God bless you. Make the most of it. Like I said, my big lesson at 40, none of us know what we're doing. We're just trying to figure it out the best way that we can. So that's that. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to Ratchet and Respectable. I'm glad that we've had this chance to chat. If you need some shenanigans during your holiday break... I may be able to provide a few. You can follow me online, social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Demetria L. Lucas. Hopefully we'll speak again before the end of the year, the end of a decade. But in case we do not, happy holidays, happy new year, 
and we'll talk very soon. Okay, bye.